Hi, this is Megan's as Mamas. Two best friends with the same name and the same due date sharing their different experiences as first-time moms. Today's episode is about the fourth trimester. But before we start talking about that, Megan, let's do a mom win and a mom fail. So I think you're the fail this time. So how have you <laughs> failed spectacularly, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I've been struggling with, um, in particular, kind of the last few weeks, trying to rush Riley through her milestones. <laughs> what? We don't want our children to be like achieving early. Who said that? Yeah. That wasn't us. No, we're not overachievers and crazy planners um, and type A personalities. It's fine. Um, but I keep having to remind myself and have Brian and my mom um, remind me that you know, she is healthy and like developing perfectly. And some babies will do things, you know, a little later and mm -hmm. she's done some things even early. And I just need to pause and enjoy how she is right now instead of, you know, I was already like, okay, so around six months, they start to learn like how to sit more independently. Like, how can I help her with that? And I'm like researching and just being <laughs> a crazy person. I literally <laughs> did that last week, like a loon. <laughs> Uh, yes. No, it's, I can't help myself. I just, I don't know. And in my heart, like, I know that she will get there in her own time and I shouldn't do these things. Like, I'm, and I'm not saying I, sh you shouldn't like research and figure out best ways to like help them learn. Um, cause I do definitely support that, but like obsessing over, you know, trying to make her sit up um, by six months or whatever, like obsessing over it is, is not good. Um, and I have to routinely remind myself to, to try not to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and to just enjoy how she is now, because I mean, soon we're going to have babies that are very mobile. Oh my gosh. So frightening. <laughs> I can like, leave yeah. him, you know, like you put him down you're like, okay, you have like a two foot radius of like rolling where you're going to go, right? So I can like exactly. fold laundry and still like keep my eye on him in the same room. That's going to be gone very soon. Right. And I should just enjoy this time where she, right, has like a two foot radius. She's not going anywhere. She's perfectly happy in that radius. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, but I, I can't because I'm a crazy person. So um, <laughs> just that's that's my fail or my mom's struggle um, of the week. Um, and this week you are taking the win. So what is your mom win? I am taking the win. So my mom was in town. I think I mentioned this at some point. Um, and my mom <laughs> does the most in the best way. And so she loves to go on walks and get outside. And she had the great idea to go to the zoo. And so it's kind of, it's really hard in Nashville. And I think I've shared this before to get out in the winter time because it's cold. And so like, even if the sun is shining, sometimes it's like, you know, feel, feels like 27 and you're just like not jazzed to go outside when it feels like it's below freezing. Um, and so she was here and we had like pretty decent weather. And so she was like, Hey, why don't we go to the zoo? And I was like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And so I thought about it the night before and I was like, oh, you know, like taking him out of the house is such a production. We're going to have to feed him. Is he going to nap? Blah, blah, blah. Then I was finally like, you know what? Like, let's just go. It's it's not that big of a deal. He's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, the Nashville Zoo did a great job of you had to like buy a ticket in advance. So there weren't that many people there because I've had some real anxiety. We got like trapped in the mall in this weird situation where we were trying to like get out and I got like we got into a little area that's really popular in the Nashville mall it's like Gucci Starbucks Tiffany's and Cheesecake Factory are all right by <laughs> each other right what a combination wow uh -huh. and there were like too many people there and I almost had a full-blown panic attack but I did not have that at the zoo the zoo everyone had to wear a mask everyone was social distancing they had like cute little signs it's like stay the wingspan of like a crane apart from each other. Um, and were, it was really cute. And there was like hand washing. And it was so nice to get out in the sunshine and to have something to do and be able to walk. And it was fine. He napped. He ate. 
Um, and it was really fun. So I recommend if you can get yourself out of the house, uh, check out your, if you have a zoo by you or a park or just like walk around your neighborhood. Um, it definitely made all of us feel better um, and really enjoyed ourselves. So that was my mom win. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It, it does like start to feel like such a production mm-hmm. when you have the whole baby set up to bring with you, but and you are worried about nap times and schedule and blah blah blah. But at some point you also have to live a life. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> and so I mean, don't get me wrong, the ch- Ezra had because it was, it was still cold. He had his hat, his sunglasses. Yes, my child has sunglasses. <laughs> Extra. Because if the sun gets in his eyes, you, I mean, the world is ending. He just melts down. So he had <laughs> the hat, a jacket, a blanket, his bottle, his diaper bag. I brought the full, full-on stroller, shout out to the Mockingbird, as well as a, a mama carrier. And I was like, well, in case he hates the stroller, everything covered. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You just, but I will say, our personalities of like consider everything that could possibly go wrong actually really benefit us in this moment because I am very prepared. (laughs) Yeah, very prepared. So I like had a million diapers and wipes, which of course he took a giant crap at the zoo. Like he he does this right. Like he every time we're in public, the doctor's office. The one time we had to fly, which I'll talk about on a later podcast. It's just like massive poos, and so sure enough, massive poo. Um, but yeah, it turned out fine. Also, speaking of poo in a weird way, uh, and then we'll get into the fourth <laughs> trimester. Actually, the Nashville Zoo had won the best bathroom women's bathroom in America, and why? Because near the like South American part of the zoo, you go into the bathroom and they have tamarins, which are those like tiny little monkeys, like so tiny. And they're in a glass enclosure in the bathroom. So one whole wall is these little tiny monkeys just like doing their thing, bopping around like in the bathroom. You got to Google it. Google it, listeners. That's it's like amazing. It's amazing. And I didn't know that. And my mom went into the women's bathroom because I used the family restroom to do his diaper stuff. And she's like, go in the bathroom. I'm like, why? She's like, there's monkeys in the bathroom. And I was like, <laughs> what? Um, it was awesome. It was totally awesome. So Google the Nashville women's bathroom. But uh, Megan, let's go ahead, I guess, and get into the fourth trimester. Yeah. So So they call it the fourth trimester. As you know, um, there are three trimesters when you are pregnant, hence the uh, trimester word, try. Um, But the fourth trimester is what they commonly call the three months after um, giving birth or the first three months of your little one's life. And they call it that because they kind of just don't seem ready to be out of the womb um, Mm -hmm. for about another trimester um another three Mm -hmm. months um and they really they still want that womb-like environment they still want to be swaddled they still want you know to be obviously close to mom and and all that jazz um they're they're missing the womb so that's what they refer to as the fourth trimester yep so the science behind that is basically evolution wise our bodies were like cool you can either give birth to fully functioning babies a la like a giraffe right um yeah. it was like they, they can they run <laughs> yeah like run like five seconds after coming out um or you can walk upright and so obviously we know what evolution shows for human beings and so that is why we give birth to um such like helpless infants but i was also reading another article recently that because of their helplessness that helped human beings become smarter um over time which i think is really interesting but anyways um it's definitely uh, like an like a tough time for new parents again because they're kind of like as we've said before a potato a very cute potato but a potato with eyes (laughs) blinking eyes at you yes um and so, a potato yeah, they just want with very high stakes. A potato yes. you must keep alive. <laughs> high stakes potato. It's <laughs> oh, incredible. Um, so yeah, it's just a really it's a tough time for you as a mom. You have just you know um, a friend of, of Tyler's wife. She posted something that said that uh, it's like being in a car accident, and then you're 
have to take care of someone who was also just in a car accident. Yes. Um, so <laughs> that is the fourth trimester. So Megan, let's talk about um, how your recovery went during the fir- fourth trimester and what were some of the, your favorite products that sort of helped you along the way? Yeah, um, I think we touched on this a little bit in the the um, labor and delivery episode, but mm-hmm. we didn't go too much into it. Um, my recovery was, I'd say, as far as the spectrum goes, it was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I only had like first degree tearing down there. Um, so I, um, you know, I wasn't <laughs> completely whatever <laughs> messed up. Yeah. There. Um, but you know, I still, I still, um, got all the things that were in preparation for it being a massacre down there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got all the Frida baby stuff, which yes, buy I it loved. All. Yes, buy it all. Um, I love their Perry bottle. Um, just easier to use than the like little squeegee bottle they give you from the hospital. And I got Depends. I got what else? Tux. Um, yeah. Yes. Love yes, those. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think those are like kind of the three three top for me. And then um, I also ended up Amazon priming a heating pad um, mm. because I I think I mentioned that um, I had pretty bad cramping um, after like during like feeding um, because that's what happens when like your uterus starts to shrink down is it basically feels like either a really bad period cramp or um like another contraction because the fun doesn't stop when you get yeah because as if you haven't had a zillion of those (laughs) you need some more while you're trying to figure out breastfeeding thanks nature (laughs) yeah sucks um but i'd say those are my top yeah like the frida peri bottle depends tux um and then if in case you happen to have some bad um, after labor pains or after contractions, what, whatever you call it, um, a heating pad really helped me. What about you, Megan? Huh. So I had a third degree tear, fun times, bonanza. Um, and so I was consistently bleeding to be honest for like six or seven weeks um obviously it trickled off but uh yes i had all those things that megan mentioned but i was more of an ice gal so i got the uh pads from frida baby and from the hospital that you can like crack like a glow stick and they're cold and so i would use those i would make myself a little pad sickle and it was marvelous um And so I would use those as well as um, not to be like, again, too TMI, but it's important to give yourself a rest, right? Because using pads like constantly nonstop is not good for your skin. And so one of my nurses gave me a pro tip, which was to buy a puppy pee pad, no joke, and to sit on that to kind of like give your body and your skin a break. And so I had to do that because, again, like six weeks of nonstop pads is is a really long time. But one of the things I actually really liked is, so you're going to want to be in like super comfy clothes. So anything that is like super tight or what have you isn't great. And we've already talked about the Kindred Braverly bra, which is wonderful. But I invested in so many button down pajamas. So things with buttons. Um, Old Navy had some great ones. Target had some great ones. And just like loungewear. I upped my loungewear game. The whole like, what is it? I think it's called Offline by Aerie. Uh, Don't sleep on Aerie, people. If you're not into Aerie yet, from American Eagle. I know American Eagle, you're like, wait a minute, I wore that in high school. Um, But the Aerie line is just like so comfortable. And I had some of their sweatshirts um, and just some of their leggings. And so I was trying to be as comfortable as possible. And also like, I'm not mad if like a baby spits up on some like old Navy pajamas or like a sweatshirt. Like I'm not upset about it. Um, So I would highly recommend just like get all the comfortable, cozy, 
easy to to unbutton because you're trying to breastfeed if, you, if that's your journey or whatever. You're just trying to do too many things. And so like adding something else on top, just <laughs> yeah. like mm, doesn't feel uh, doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Right, uh, I so mean, I would because, highly recommend that because you're you're still like basically the same size that you were at maybe like five months pregnant when you leave oh, the mm-hmm. hospital. Yes. And yes, that you are. That goes slowly down. Like, I mean, I'm still, I still got a little extra love on me (laughs) right now. 100%. And especially like at the very beginning, like, yeah, you just, Megan said, you're used to look pregnant. And so you don't want to have anything that is going to restrict you. But another thing is that I got um, one of those like, waist support things. Um, and that was helpful for me. I'd had some abdominal problems to start with. And so I was afraid of diastis recti or recti, however you want to say it, um, which is where your abs like split apart and don't come back together. And so I would wear that for part of the day and also to give me support. Um, I felt really like wobbly after having a baby. And so it was nice to have something to like make me feel like I was able to stand up comfortably. Um, So I would highly recommend those things to anyone. Um, So of all the like, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to second your button up pajama thing. And the star, I think it's stars above um, line at Target. I have, I don't know how many of those types of pajamas. All All of them. them. I mean, because between being like pregnant slash postpartum and quarantine i just feel like half of my wardrobe approximately Mm -hmm. is pajamas or leggings um and those are just extremely comfortable yeah and on that pajama note uh a fun thing again (laughs) becoming a new mom is so much fun uh your hormones are doing the very most and so a lot of new moms get the night sweats i know i did really bad and I thought my milk came in. No, no, girl, you just sweaty. And so, <laughs> and I am not that type of, I've never been that person. I've always been cold. But since giving birth, I run hot. And for those first couple of weeks, I would like soak my pajamas. So it was nice to have that like stars above. And I had a couple, my aunt, of course, who's wonderful, got me some of the like Nordstrom brand ones that just like suck in your sweat. I know it's gross, but it helps. And that way you don't feel so nasty when you wake up. Um, So definitely recommend those. Um, So (laughs) those days were wonderful, right? We love our children, (laughs) but they were long. So what did a day in the life look like, Megan, like one month, two months, and then three months? Uh, So let's see. Um, as I mentioned, Riley was born three weeks early. So even though she was a month old, I still feel like she was basically a newborn. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like those days were potentially extended um, for me just because she was born early um, and she was smaller. So yeah, um, at one month, we were still only getting like for our, I think our longest stretch was maybe four four hours um yeah i mean maybe she did a couple fives in there at one month um as far as night sleep um and then she would take they you know they're only up for an hour maximum but i feel like she was only up for like 45 minutes and then she'd go down for a nap and you know her naps would range from 30 minutes to you know sometimes it'd be over two hours and i have to go wake her up um and yeah we were struggling with uh with breastfeeding as we mentioned in the last episode or the feeding episode rather um you know i was still um really sore (laughs) still uh Mm -hmm. trying to figure that stuff out um still not feeling like i had the hang of it and um i think that was around when I had the lactation consultant come to our house um, and try and work on the latching a bit more. Um, She, I was still spending, I know this because I'm a crazy person and I have an app and I track everything. Um, (laughs) I was still spending like about three hours a day total um, feeding her. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this is a, this is a month in. So, that it had gotten better. 
<laughs> like that was yeah. that was after a month of trying. Um, so yeah, it was still. Um, I still felt like very much in the trenches of of postpartum as not really postpartum I guess but just life with a newborn um not sleeping much spending a lot of time just feeding the little potato and uh putting her back (laughs) down to sleep (laughs) so um yeah Megan what did month one like a one month old day in the life look like for you (sighs) about the same um I remember that was when I was trying to do triple feeding, like I discussed in the feeding episodes. So I was just nonstop um, doing all the things. And I would say Ezra definitely was, as I mentioned in the sleeping episode, like always a sleeper. And so we would have to set alarms overnight to wake him up to eat, to eat because he wouldn't wake himself up. And so we would set alarms for every three hours uh, overnight to make sure that he was getting enough food. And that was, oh, that was a lot. Um, And so I remember, of course, like before I learned the tricks, I would like look at the clock and see when the to set the next next alarm and I would have like an hour to sleep and I was like cool 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> tight, tight, tight. Um, but yeah I also had to do most of his naps were I, I believe about two hours during the day um, or maybe a little less I always had to wake him up in the beginning um, he did not ever really wake up on his own um, so that was something that we just had to monitor and his wake windows were about that like 45 minutes I remember one time he was so sleepy he had like a 25 minute wake window um he was just like up eight kind of like looked around at me and then like passed back out and i was like oh okay cool that's also before i really like understood what a wake window was um yeah so i kind of like allowed it to happen so i was like okay i guess you need to sleep i mean i knew from mom's on call like roughly what should be happening um but they also described that first those first couple weeks is just like survival mode, especially the first two weeks. You're just trying to like live, like get your life together. Um, And I would highly recommend if you can have another human in your house who you trust. So for me, it was my mom and we would not have made it without her. We just wouldn't have, Um, but having someone who was there to like take him for a minute or make me something to eat um, or to, you know, go on a walk with him or something to just get us time to just breathe, I would definitely recommend. So um, one month was, uh, was uh, that first one is a haze. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you, you brought up a good point um, just about like having to wake him up. Like they're just so sleepy in the so beginning um, <laughs> that, I mean, I was still having to like, try and keep her awake during feeding too oh, yeah. which i imagine you you probably were in the same boat oh yeah um yeah and we we also were trying i started trying heavily like maybe about two or three weeks in to like just really get her synced on like day and night time mm-hmm. um like kind of dialing back the artificial light um getting her outside um to try and get they say like as long as they're exposed to like the natural natural light and not exposed to like a bunch of artificial light like if you have your house bright at 9 p.m they're they may not um really know the difference between day and night so they may not know like oh this is when i should be Mm -hmm. sleeping um so i started trying to be a, a little bit more diligent about that um I don't know if you guys were like trying the same stuff yeah, or we were and we so Tyler and I like like kind of like ambient lighting to start with so all of our bulbs in our house actually before he was born besides the bathroom the bathroom you need bright light um, but everywhere else <laughs> we tried to kind of have that like antique light if you know what I mean so like that mm. like hipster light color and so that's what he has in his nursery now so like there's no harsh lighting in our house um just for that reason and then also we tried the same thing it does the you as a, a mama good too like go out and get some fresh air like I would walk granted in the beginning with my marshmallow feet it was like you know to the end of the street and back but I just got better and more time spent more time we have spent outside the better I felt the better he felt yeah um, and the better everyone felt fresh air does everybody good <laughs> yep yep 
for sure. Um, so um, we're now moving on into for you all. It's kind of like what sep- late September, early October, month two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So life with a two month old. Um, I'm looking at my my stats app here. <laughs> um, so I'd say, let's see. The sleeping got a little better. Um, I think we were getting maybe like five or six hours at this point, but then as I mentioned in the sleep one, she, um, had regressed back to, at least for a few nights, she went back to waking up after three hours and I, I died inside. Um, (laughs) that's, that's when I, uh, rented this new, but I think maybe around like a month and a half or, you know, a little bit before that I, I had started to to try and be a bit more, um, mindful of like a bedtime routine and the wake windows, um, and just following a very, very like rough eat, um, play sleep type, um, Mm -hmm. routine. Um, and I mean, it's, it's not like they're going to be obviously very scheduled or timed, um, at this point in their life, but, um, still just whenever she would wake up from from a nap, I would try and feed her. Um, and the feedings had gotten a little better. I mean, looking at my, you know, logs and stuff, I was then spending about a little over two hours, um, in a 24 hour period trying to feed her. Um, you know, my, I think my, Poor nipples finally healed. (laughs) 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 Poor, poor nipples. Um, But we've finally got the breastfeeding thing down. Um, uh, I mean, somewhat. (laughs) I don't know. There's, it's like a new, new challenge all the time. Um, Not just with feeding, just everything. Well, like once you think you have something down in parenting, I feel like it just presents a new, Uh something new. Right. Like, um, so we had finally like figured out the whole latching and like breastfeeding thing, except I had like an, I had an oversupply, I believe. Like I was, um, I was pumping at least once in between her, in her two morning feedings. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was putting that away, but she start like, she would, uh, she started like gagging or choking um poor sweet lady i know and it's very alarming like when your baby is choking (laughs) it's like um usually she just like i'd pat her on the back and she'd figure it out very quickly and never had to you know she never went like blue or anything like that but she was just gagging um um so that was not fun um but uh yeah i kind of did I had did like one-sided feeding for a little bit to dial, dial my supply down a little bit, um, which I I just read that that can help. Um, I would totally not suggest that if you think that you have, you know, any sort of potential supply issues. Um, but yeah, new challenges. Um, then, uh, you know, this, the sleeping got a bit better once we got the snoo and um of course at two uh, at two months um she had a pediatrician appointment um which megan how was uh ezra's two months pediatrician appointment um well it's funny because he was a little underweight in the beginning which we talked about in feeding we went to the pediatrician like oh i feel like six thousand times <laughs> um, yes yeah yeah for i guess for those who may be expecting or whatever and may not know like you go the first few days after birth and then you usually go a couple weeks or at least we went a couple weeks after that um mm-hmm. at like around a month old or something like that and then two months and then four months and then yeah on onwards and upwards mm-hmm. but so, yeah go ahead <laughs> so two month appointment and that's their their first round of shots right 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Again, this is all a blur. So we're having to go back. I'm looking at pictures right now to like remind myself um, of what's happening. So yes, that's the first time you do get shots for your child. And so um, that's also when they get like a weigh in and they measure them. And um, Ezra kept getting measured. He has a giant head. I love my child, but his head isn't <laughs> like 90 millionth percentile is a big old head. Um, so, But you also get shots. And I will say like... It's not as bad, I think, as people build it up to be. Do you ever want to see your child in pain? No. But those nurses are wizards. It takes like 30 seconds. And honestly, so we had to go back again a million times. So one of the times we had to go back, Tennessee requires that you get this like blood test done 24 hours exactly after they're born. And Ours was done at like 23 hours and 37 minutes. So they made us redo it. And so they had, uh uh-huh, it was nonsense. So they, the poor nurse had to heel prick him, which is what they do when they're first born. But when they're first born, you know, they don't even know what's up or down. What's happening. Yeah. So he's two months. This happened during the two month period. He had to get his heels pricked. And then she had to get dabs of blood in these 10 little squares on this piece of paper. And she did it. Um, And he was screaming the whole time. But after his first round of shots, because we went back again, of course, we're always there. Dr. Godfrey, bless him. Um, You're normally one of like three things will happen. One, baby will not care at all. Be themselves. Two, they'll be like super cranky or three they'll be super sleepy or some like blend of the both um ezra was in the super sleepy camp and so because i'm paranoid i gave him some tylenol because he was feeling a little bit warm i'm sure he was fine but you know (laughs) i am who i am and so (laughs) he got extra tylenol uh and he just slept a little bit more but he was totally fine um so i would definitely recommend like it's probably more traumatic for like you as a parent than it is for uh your child they're fine um so it is not that big of a deal but yeah that was uh, his second month was really fun that was his first halloween for us um at that point oh right yeah at that point towards the end he was starting to like migrate to his uh sleeping through the night i, I love you megan remember that uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's i know you hate me and so um yeah that was just a great time i was still on maternity leave so i was still able to like play with him and i was getting the hang of wake windows and so like that's also when the magical swaddle at megan's advice came so like things were just like on the up and up um at that point and so into month three megan what was that like for you (sighs) let's see um month three well let me let me think back to month two were there any special milestones that you remember um as far as like one or two months old Oh, um, that's when you get your first real smile. And so yes. it's not from a fart. It's not, <laughs> it's not anything else. It's like, and you're, you're busting your ass. There it goes. There's the explicit tag um, <laughs> for the baby. Like we, we talk about it. Like you love them so much, but you were just like, you are nose to the grindstone trying to figure it all out. And that's, you get the very first smile from them. And it's just, you just, uh, I started crying um, because it's like, yep, you, like it's too. happening. Like you're becoming a real human. And that's, what's neat is like they, they're moving from the potato stage to the like, okay, you, you know, you're more of a, you're becoming yourself, you're becoming who you're going to be. And like, that part's really awesome. So that's the main milestone that I remember. He also started to, Ezra is like super duper vocal. And so he was starting to make like sounds that were a little more human-like at that point um, and less like pterodactyl screeches, although he does those now to to entertain himself. But uh, yeah, those are the milestones I would say that were happening at the two month mark. Yes. Yeah. This, that first smile is, is big. Um, it's just weeks and weeks of, of not a lot of feedback. And then you get that and it's just everything falls into place. I'll mm-hmm. say. <laughs> um, yeah. And coming up on three months, um, I think a little before that, that's when Riley gave her first laugh, of course, to her dad. So um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine didn't it's bother fine. me at all <laughs> but, um 
And that is also magical. Um, it was the cutest thing. Like you could tell, like she was basically imitating Brian. Um, and she was just, you could tell she was like learning how to laugh, but he kind of laughed and then she laughed too. And then they just got into this little back and forth laugh thing. And I caught it on video. And if I'm ever feeling sad, that is the video I will watch. Um, a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, um, going into month three, um, our sleep situation had gotten a lot better. Not not quite as good as uh, as Megan C, um, but um, but that's okay. Um, I think we were getting you know some seven to eight hour um, like stretches there for a bit, and you know it it kind of varied. Like you know some nights it, she would only do you know maybe seven you know, maybe high sixes. And then I would get like a magical eight, eight something. Um, and I would feel like a new human. Um, so that was wonderful. Um, she, let's see. Um, she had done some belly to back rolling, um, in the two month time. She definitely, it wasn't like she was pro or doing it every single time, but she did it a few times. Which is um, early so, and amazing. <laughs> yes. It, that was very early. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll get to it, um, in our next, you know, monthly updates podcast. Um, but it, it children vary so much when they do these types of things, especially rolling. I think rolling has probably one of the wider ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like as far as two to six milestones. months. Yes, um, and some babies will do back to belly first, and which is the harder one they say. Um, and some babies will do the other one first, you know, belly to back. Um, but yeah, I mean, she she did that one early. And then it took her, I'd say, on the longer side to do the other one. So I don't know, whatever. Um, but but that was just exciting to see. I just like <laughs> just to see them doing something. Yes, um, yes. Other than smiling. laying there and blinking right, like, at you. Yes, um, and she definitely like was like tracking and like following yes. things like following mm-hmm. us right um and that's exciting to see too <laughs> i still remember the first time that we noticed that she was following us in particular like we were on the couch and she was sitting with brian um I, i'm trying to remember around like how old she was but um I can't re- quite recall, but I just vividly remember like getting up and going to the kitchen and I saw her little head <laughs> just tracking me as I walked to the kitchen and Brian's like, she's following you. I'm like, oh my God, she is following <laughs> she is me. Following me. <laughs> um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you have gone through the newborn potato phase, it's, it's a lot. That's, that's a big <laughs> um, deal. It's a big deal. Um, but yeah, so sleep had gotten better. The eating situation had gotten a lot better. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we were down to finally down to like, I wasn't spending a large portion of my day um, yeah. feeding her, um, which was good. Probably in the a little over an hour um, range in a 24-hour period. Um and she started to break out of her swaddle, I think, a little over three months, um, the snooze swaddle. And that was a frustrating time because I was starting to get, again, like the longer sleep stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she started becoming a Houdini and breaking out of the, the one swaddle that could hold her. Um, <laughs> and I had to like MacGyver a blanket situation to keep her from, from, uh, breaking out. But, um, that kind of regressed our sleep, I'd say a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, three months is, is great. They're really starting to like, again, give you that kind of personality a little bit. They're starting to smile and potentially laugh, um, and just become a bit more active. They're awake for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not just sleep, eat, go back to sleep. Um, there's a little bit of play in there. Um, so yeah, it definitely just on the up and up. Um, how about you guys? Yeah. So a lot of those things, actually speaking of play, I feel like 
you don't really learn how to play with a newborn or I didn't. And so I had to like research how to play. And so this was a point when he started to want to play more. And so I've got a, a play gym for him. I have the love every play gym which is uh, a little pricier, but it lasts up until they're one years old. And so it's got all these different like z- development zones. But the thing I liked about it most is that it came with a set of cards that like told you like, here are ways to play with your baby, which was great because like, again, potatoes. And so you don't really know like, how can I give them like stimulation without overstimulating them? Um, And so he loved to batter on the ball. He loved to look at himself in the mirror, although like they don't know it's themselves for a really long time, um, which is really interesting. They don't understand like, that is me until they're like 18 months old they see like it's another it's a it's an image but it doesn't click for them which i find fascinating but um so that was like he was starting to play more and he was starting to kick at things um move things around we went to florida to visit my mom and he was in the um this seat from like Fisher Price that like jiggled his butt and had little like these little animal <laughs> paddle things that would like spin around and he liked to spin those around and he would um we there's a picture that's really cute of him looking at a stuffed animal and he was starting to like look and kind of touch them um he didn't really start fully reaching out until a little bit later but he would like really intently start to look at things so to me it was like that three months is when they start to like wake up finally and so we were down in florida actually for two weeks and my stepdad was like it's so fascinating to watch him like he's he used the phrase wake up he's like you know he he, both when he first got here i mean like obviously we love him but like you know they're just kind of there and just to see how time progresses and how he would be more alert. Um, and that was actually funny. Um, my stepdad would fully admit it, but he's very much like glued to his phone. That's for like his job, but also he just like spends a lot of time on his phone. And, um, Ezra was like, like, you know, giggling or whatever and, um, trying to get his attention and he wasn't looking at him. And Ezra like, kind of like, frowned a little bit and stared at him and I was like oh you're like put out like this is like <laughs> you're starting to like be like wait a minute I you're not looking at me and it made my mom and I laugh and so we like gramps is what my uh, stepdad is called we're like gramps like you know little man wants you to like interact and so then of course he like plays with them he makes this weird like hooting sound at the baby I don't know Ezra <laughs> thinks it's amazing so I'm like do it do, do more of it um so, yeah, that was a really neat time that like three months. Um, and personally, like I think I've said this before, I'm not a newborn person. I didn't like holding newborns before I was a mom. It like freaked me out. And so like he was starting to be able to hold his head up more by himself. Um, I think by this stage, he could actually probably hold his head up all the way. And so you're they're not as fragile. And so I really enjoyed that part. Um getting up to that point so uh but one other thing i think that we or i know i cared about a lot was like clothes at this point um (laughs) i love clothes i love fashion um i don't on during the pandemic fashion is like one pair of pajamas to the next but in my real life in real life (laughs) i love clothes and so i think that this was also he was moving out of he moved out of the newborn fate like i think he wore newborn clothes for maybe four weeks and so then he was in the zero to three is right up until he turned um, like three months in December. And so it was really like fun to dress him in different ways and all of that good stuff. Um, So for all the moms out there who are trying to like judge what size to buy, um, get some newborn. I was like, I'm not buying any newborn. I'm going to have a big baby. And then I had like a long string bean. And so Ezra, (laughs) I think I mentioned this before, Ezra grows out of all of his clothes because he's so long, not because of his like width. And so definitely try to get some newborn ones. You'll need them. And then just like be okay with the fact that like in the newborn phase, I think I had like maybe six or seven onesies because I was able to do laundry a lot. But like that's your barometer. Like, how often do you want to do laundry? That's how many clothes you need to buy. So if you're someone who's like in a habit of doing it all the time, um, because they during that zero to three, like this fourth trimester, they like 
spit up and you don't you're not great at diapers yet or we weren't so he would like his diapers would leak or he'd poo on himself and like you're you know they go through what like four or five outfits at at some days yeah and so you that's all on you like the more you want to do laundry the fewer clothes you need the less you want to do laundry the more clothes so that's my biggest advice to the moms out there who are trying to like play that game yeah i mean i think again yeah we were going through probably four outfits a day or something like that um and yeah she grew out of her newborn clothes pretty quickly too so definitely don't have a lot of the newborn clothes and i don't think i really dressed her in anything fun until she was probably probably like around the three month mark honestly <laughs> i mean maybe a couple things here or there but as a newborn i just felt like she was too fragile um to like finagle into any of these cute but difficult outfits you know what i mean yeah and i feel like there's some weird gender stuff that I'm sure we'll cover as we like go throughout this podcast, but like little girl outfits, like no newborn little girl needs like a giant poofy dress. I mean, like if you want it for a special surprise or a special day or what have you, but uh, I think we covered before in the newborn episode, just like the simpler, the better. Um, yeah. I do feel like little girls are often given these like complicated things to wear. Um which is like really tough for new mamas to try to deal with all that. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love, I also love clothes. I just, if it was difficult or I felt like it was going to make her upset to try and like jostle her around to get, get her in it. I was, I was not gonna, not gonna do it. I mean, also we've been in quarantine. So, I mean, it's not like we were taking her out either, you know? So there's also that factor. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely three months is, is definitely when they, or maybe a little before that is when they really start to like wake up and kind of have a personality. And that's, that's really fun. I actually remember also, as far as like waking up goes, um, there's a particular leap or whatever, like a mental leap. Yes. Um, yes. Around like, I want to say the six to eight week mark. Before that, she was, like, really a potato. Like, <laughs> like really just not a lot of feedback. Um, and then after that, it was, like, within, like, one day she wasn't doing much. And then, you know, two or three days later, all of a sudden she was, like, tracking things with her eyes. Mm-hmm. And she was looking at us. And she was, like, staring at our faces. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and I remember being kind of concerned, like, up to that point, even though I... I shouldn't have been um, uh, and I was just like oh my god like when is she gonna like you know start to kind of look at us is she tracking things with her with her eyes like is everything okay um and of course it was I'm just a crazy person <laughs> <laughs> um uh but yeah it's it's crazy to see them uh just go from potato to human slowly. Slowly <laughs> but truly. And that's been too, and we'll give more, share more in our next update, but watching them develop a personality. Because I think like, I don't know about you, Megan, but a lot of our conversation, Tyler and I, when I was pregnant was like, not just what is he going to look like, but like, what's he going to be like? Like, what type of person is he going to be? Um, and it's been really neat to sort of see and then that personality started to come out at the end of that fourth trimester, like some of his traits. So he is really determined. Um, he's a determined little guy. And so he, his focus is incredible when he starts to like really want something. He just like that. That's all he can see. And so that started to come out when he would try to like because he was starting to like reach for things a little bit or like wanting to look at something. He would just like he needed to do it right then and he needed pure concentration. And so that's kind of neat to see him start to be a person and to have a little identity. And so that's been was one of my favorite parts of that um, end stage of that fourth trimester is that was starting to happen yeah yeah it is it's funny because um because obviously we talk about like Ezra and Riley um and then we have some other friends who um have babies uh that are a little bit older um than Ezra and Riley but they're still you know 
under a year, like around the six to eight months mark. Um, and yeah, it's just funny to see how, how different, um, they are like, and their little personalities really coming out. Um, cause I'd say like, I think Riley above anything just wants us at least right now to like stare at her and talk to her. Fiji <laughs> uh, and tell me I'm pretty. Who does that sound like? Oh wait, her mother and her beloved aunt. <laughs> oh dang. Where does she get it from? I don't know. Um, but she, yeah, she just like, I mean, we'll put her in front of toys and stuff and she'll like, she can, she's somewhat entertained by all that. That's fine. But, she would much rather like when she finds you, she just like will stare into the depths of your soul. Yeah. Cause <laughs> they haven't learned like, you know, you were socialized not to stare at people. That's not a natural thing. And so they will just <laughs> right. hold your eye contact and you're like, Oh, Oh, we're doing this. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's actually like, that's, I think that's what Brian said as far as like the first time she laughed or like smiled at him or whatever. He's like, okay he's like i figured it out he's like all you gotta do is just like stare into the depths of her like <laughs> of her soul like stare into her pupils and do not break eye contact and just smile <laughs> i'm like oh okay, okay creeper um but yeah no she loves it like um she just lights up um and she just wants to talk like a ton now um that's her favorite thing and scream and talk yes yes uh we we still refer to ezra as our little pterodactyl um because he likes to he was screaming today just out of joy and uh his other thing (laughs) something i would also recommend to new parents is um music and so tyler works in the music industry most of my family I'm the first person on my mother's side not to play a musical instrument, but I was a dancer, as was Megan. And so music is such an important part of our life, and it makes you feel good. And so play music for your baby. Um, In the beginning, it was a lot more like classical and jazz. uh, But then we started to play like classic rock. Um, We we played... the outcast for him old outcast and he loved the beat and so he got really excited to listen to that so definitely like incorporate music as early as you can it builds their brain our pediatrician told us that he's like expose them to everything you're listening to it doesn't always have to be like you know baby shark or whatever nonsense they play for children (laughs) Um, like you can play like uh, other stuff stuff that you enjoy and when you're enjoying it they'll enjoy it and it helps build language skills too if you play music with words so i would definitely encourage new parents to do that yeah yeah for sure she she also loves music um i think i mentioned this before but we have like this tiny fisher price piano um that has like a few songs built in and also you can play it as a piano um which brian is the musical one out of the two of us um just like tyler and he learned how to play songs on it so he will play her songs on her tiny fish of course Price piano. <laughs> <laughs> of course um, and yeah i mean anytime she hears music you can just see the smile like immediately on her face um it's really funny it definitely helps um awesome well i think those are all of our tips and tricks and things we loved about the fourth trimester so megan why don't you tell the people where they can find us yeah so um please follow us on instagram our instagram username is at megan's as mamas and the companion blog to this podcast is megansasmamas.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and subscribe. That's the best way to spread the word about what we're doing. And share this podcast with a mama in your life. All right. Until next time. <laughs>